Hey you. Yeah. You. You didn't stumble here by chance. So let's talk. My name is Tyann, but a lot of people call me Taj. And I'm most known for my loud New York personality. Brooklyn, to be specific. And my unfiltered opinions. And most recently, for being your favorite homegirl. Yeah, cause I'm a realtor too. Don't forget that. And the Melanated Mindset is a safe space for unpopular opinions and heated debates amongst the diverse melting pot of those of us that identify as a melanated millennial. Now, I can't speak for y'all, but after seeing what being an adult is really about, nah, I got some things to say. And I know y'all do too. So let's talk about it, cause what's really going on? What is up? y'all welcome if you're new welcome back if you're not to the melanated mindset oh y'all i feel like i do i do this to myself every season towards the end and i still have not learned my lesson however what i have learned is that batch recording these episodes is such a lifesaver because again in true high-end fashion to y'all, it seemed like I ain't miss a beat, I ain't miss a Monday, but it has been weeks since I turned the camera on. It has been weeks since I even picked up my camera at all, let alone even thought about recording a podcast episode. And the craziest part is, this was the one episode that I didn't have anything planned for. Like I have episode 10, which I'm thinking is going to be probably the season finale. I, I know what that episode is going to be about. I have it all scripted and mapped out in my head. But for some reason, nine, just nothing was coming. And I just kept saying, I'm going to get to it when I get to it. And then I'm going to get to it. And then I'm going to get to it. And then yesterday, episode eight went live. And I was like, oh, I don't got an episode for Monday. And I sat and I literally just sat in pure silence. And if y'all hear helicopters and planes and trucks and military, y'all know the drill by now. Just pretend like you don't, okay? Just just do me that favor. Listen, we I we got a lot to get into. And it's, yeah, nothing was coming when I tried to decide what to uh, record. And I tried. I, I literally sat and I tried to plan this episode and I got nothing. Like nothing. I think that's also because I am like going through things in other areas of my life. So I kind of hit this kind of creative block, writer's block or yeah, like I just hit this wall where I just, my brain couldn't think of anything to talk about. Like I couldn't bring it all together like how I normally do. And it's not so literally like yesterday. I just was like, you know what? I'm going to take that as a sign to just free up some space in my file cabinet because if you uh OG part of the tribe, you know that I I refer to my brain as like a filing cabinet and I have to like sift through the different tasks and different thoughts and different emotions and I got to like put everything in a file. I'm also a Virgo if that wasn't very Virgo of me and I just decided like, you know what, I'm going to use this opportunity to just free up some space in my file cabinet and just kind of tell y'all what's been on my mind. I feel like I haven't done one of these episodes maybe since like 
Mm, I mean, not even because the first episode still kind of had like a flow to it, but like, yeah, I just, I just got some things to get off my chest. I don't even got some things to say. I got some things to get off my chest, and I think that has a like. I think a major part of that has to do with the fact that tonight is a full moon. And if y'all, if you know, you know, like I consider myself to be a lot more spiritual than I do religious. And everybody want to be in the sky. All the trucks want to be on a roll when I want to record. Like, and I could record this tonight, like, when everything's mad quiet, but then I'll be sacrificing sleep and I am not my optimal best self when I am running in a sleep deficit. Like it just don't work for me. But I was saying that I think the main reason why I've kind of like hit this block besides the things that I have going on and like my personal and like work and all other areas of my life because it's it has been... Yeah, it, it has been all of all all of the areas have it's it's been uh, like it's given very much full moon energy, and then it doesn't help that this specific full moon. By the time you guys are hearing this, the full moon will have passed. We'll still kind of be in like the shadow phases of it, but by the time y'all hear this on Monday, today is Tuesday, so y'all literally only a week behind in time now. But, like, this full moon is in Virgo. And for anybody that doesn't, like, follow or can't really, you know, like, comprehend astrology, I highly, highly recommend you look into it. The kids also not taking a nap. Like, it's, 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 hold on, y'all. Anyway, just gonna... We're just going to keep on going, okay? We're just going to keep on going. As life keeps on lifing, I am going to keep going. Anyway, if you don't really keep up with, ast- with astrology, I highly, remind- I highly recommend that you look into it because it 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 makes a lot make sense regardless of what you believe in like i'm not saying that you have to you know abandon your beliefs i'm never asking anybody to do that what you believe is what you believe what i believe is what i believe but for real for real like i feel like people don't really give astrology the credit that it deserves so for example tonight's full moon is in virgo you guys know i'm a very textbook type of virgo for anybody that's into astrology Two out of my big three are Virgo. So my sun sign and my rising sign are both Virgos. So this full moon energy is giving, it's feeling real personal. It's feeling like this one is for me. This is my get it together, shake back, sis, because life trying to knock me down. And I'm like, "Mm, I might got a little bit more fight left in me. I just got to, you know. Let some things go, and that's the thing about astrology. Like, so each sign has a theme. So, for example, the theme that's or themes that are normally associated with Virgo are like cleaning, organizing, mindfulness, health. So, like, this full moon is the perfect time specifically for anybody who has Virgo in their charts, but somebody like me who has four Virgo placements 
in my birth chart to really hone in and focus on decluttering every aspect of my life, whether that be physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, financial, whatever. Get rid of what I don't need. And I think I've been so focused on doing that already. Like before I even really remembered like, oh, we got a full moon coming up. Like, oh, this full moon's in Virgo. Like I was already like at my breaking point. I told y'all like life just been lifing and I found myself feeling like really down and broken in spirit. And I like really went through the trenches for like a good day or two. And then I had to shake back like, nah, like I got to get it together. Like, let me do this. Let me clean. Like I already started doing that. And then when I checked the calendar, I was like, oh, that, that makes sense. Like, is this, it's that time. Like it's time to clean, to clean up shop for real, for real in all aspects. Like, honestly, and it just feels like this full moon is super personal. Last month's full moon for uh, February was in Leo, and that's my moon sign. So I just been feeling attacked back to back, and I just been trying to get a grip on life. And I feel like I just, I just can't get it. But I'm not gonna stop trying, even though I did fake stop for like two days. But I'm, I'm back up. You know, like I'm recording. I'm showing up for myself. You know, I'm I'm really trying to get myself out the trenches because at the end of the day, nobody is going to get you out of the trenches. You got to get yourself out of the trenches. And once I found out that we had a full moon coming up and it, it was in Virgo, it just really, it's just a reminder for me that like the study of astrology is really more than just horoscopes. And I think that's what a lot of people think. It's just like, oh, your sign. No, like it's the study of the stars and the planets and the placements of them. We learned in school that like when stars are aligned certain ways, they're called constellations and what those constellations are called and how they kind of had a representation or meaning in another lifetime or whatever we were taught when we were in school. You get what I'm saying? And I feel like when it comes to astrology, a lot of people don't give it the credit it deserves, but it's just like, how could you not... Case in point, the moon, since we talking about full moon energy, like think about the moon's effect on the ocean and how low tide and high tide is literally because of the moon. I would, I really, I, I believe that everybody under the sound of my voice knows that. Like when you go to the beach or wherever and there's like a low tide, the the moon is not, I don't know which one it is, whether the moon is closer or it's further away from the earth that's causing the water to recede, but then the opposite makes the water come in closer, hence why we got high tide and low tide. If the moon can do that, right, with the ocean, all of them, all of the oceans on earth, which is a lot of water, like a lot of water. The earth is literally like made out of what, like 70% water. And this one moon can literally control all of the water that circums of this planet. Right? I'm 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 I promise. Just just flow with me here, y'all. If the moon could do that, because the earth is made out of majority water, imagine the effects that the full moon has on us as human beings. 
when our bodies are in fact made up of 70, 80% water. Like the math just be mathing, like it just makes sense. So during a full moon, you feel these emotions because the the moon is at the at its closest point to the earth so you feel the effects of it so you think that something that could pull all the water like that's a real energetic gravitational pull that's a strong one to be able to control all of the oceans you get what i'm saying so imagine what that does for your emotions like what couple that with when the full moon is aligned in your sign, like for me, like this full moon is in Virgo. I am a Virgo. Like it's, it feels like a lot of inner energetic tussling going on and you either got to come out on top or get yoked up. You feel me? So that's kind of where I'm at today and why I have not been able to create like an actual podcast episode. Like I kind of just, jotted some things down that have just been on my mind and y'all read the title like honestly I just gotta let some shit go for real for real like and as far as like the whole astrology spiel that I just went on for I don't even know how long it's just a food for thought for those of y'all that don't necessarily understand or never really you know like dug too deep or I just want people to to just acknowledge the significance and importance of it because it does matter and it does play a tremendous role in our lives. And in this kind of self-love journey and discovering who I am, astrology has been a big part of that because it just helped me understand myself that much more, if if that makes sense. Yeah, I know the vibes. Never going to miss the opportunity to have a shameless plug. So if you're an OG part of the tribe or if you would like to be, because I would love to have you regardless of what I got going on, make sure that you follow me on all socials to kind of keep up with me. And I want to say real time, I've been real low-key MIA on socials lately, but that's really because life been life been in the background, like I've been like explaining to y'all. But I promise like once... Once I get in my bag, oh, I be in my bag, all right? So just make sure that you follow me on all socials, on Instagram at Tyan.Watson, and on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Watson with no dot in between, okay? Now, we are at our complaints and highlight of the week. And y'all, I told y'all this episode is, is, is giving free for all, for real, for real. And as far as complaint of the week goes, we not even going to go there because that would literally take up the whole episode. That's the type of time I'm on. So I don't have a complaint because I have too many complaints and I never wanted, y'all know, y'all know how I, how I get down. I'm not trying to really just be all negative. So we ain't even going to go there. Okay. We just going to skip over that. But I do have a highlight of the week, which I think is good balance. You know, don't pay that the negative no mind. Just focus on the on the highlights. And my highlight of the week is definitely the fact that this week I hop back into a really good rhythm and flow, and I desperately needed it. And I didn't even know how bad I needed it. And that kind of goes hand in hand with what I was talking about. That kind of full moon Virgo energy going. That need to clean and organize and 
like I've restructured the back ends of my businesses. Like I have, I've done so much in the back end in the past couple days, like really like reorganizing, getting things out of my head and into systems and putting systems in place to kind of automate myself. So I'm avoiding burnout as much as possible. And like, I really, really needed that. Like I was feeling like I was drowning with all the things that I had to do and all the things I was trying to do and all the things I needed to do and all the things that I wanted to do. It just seemed like I could not find the time in the day to stretch myself so thin. And then I realized what it was. I stopped waking up at 5 a.m. And I know, I know, I know, I know, it's cliche AF, I know, but y'all, the past two days today, I told y'all today is Tuesday, yesterday and today I have waken up, woken up, woken up, yeah, I'm tripping, I have woken up, not, all right, let me not say at five, really 5.30, the goal is five, but I'm getting there, and I have been waking up at 5.30. And I've been getting my workouts in in the morning again at that time. So I felt like there was not enough time in the day. And I realized, Tanya, it's because you're not going to bed early enough and you're not waking up early enough. I was getting caught in the endless scrolling. And I'm honest enough to say that, but not in the sense where like I was just scrolling for like mindless pleasure or whatever. Like I was scrolling, like I was trying to figure things out and piece things together. I was overstimulating my brain to the point where I wasn't getting anything done because I kept just thinking about what I had to get done. And as I fell into the mindless scrolling, it just kept adding to the list of things that I wanted to get done that I need to get done that I want. Like, it was just like, whoa, it, it was too much. And I couldn't get, it was, everything was amazing, but I couldn't find the time for it all. And I said, you know what? Last Monday, AKA, The last week when y'all heard Soul Sisters episode, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, please go ahead and do so. It was a really special one. Me and my two best friends, we went on like a girl's glamping trip and it was my first kind of out of studio episode and it was such a vibe. So definitely make sure you go listen to the episode before this one if you haven't already. But like, I was like, no, I got to get it. I got to get it together. So I got up, I got my workout in, I'm sore as hell right now because it's it's been a couple days since I went like hard hard but it's one of those things that you do not regret do you dread it like when that alarm go off I probably snooze it like twice that's why I'm not getting up at five and I'm getting up at 5 30 but just the amount of things I've been able to accomplish in the past 48 hours is honestly mind-boggling and I don't want to fall out of this routine again because I have found the time to make time for myself most importantly and and I love that by waking up that early mommy time is in the beginning my me time is first. That means I'm pouring into me first thing when my feet touch down. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm being grateful and I'm, I'm basking in the fact that I have another day. I'm so blessed for that and I, I give thanks for that. And then I know, like, all right, it's about me right now. Let me go get this workout in so I could be fine. Like, okay, let me go ahead and meditate so I can get my mind right. Like, and I, by the time I done worked out, showered, had a little bit of me time, planned my day. I got a digital planner on my iPad because, like, the physical ones just wasn't work, working for me. So I downloaded a software and, like, 
revamp my day and my weekly planner, my monthly planner so that I could always feel like, okay, I don't never want to feel like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? What could I be doing right now? Because I have it all mapped out. And I give myself grace to know that every day, everything is not going to get done. It's not always going to get done in that order, but I have a blueprint for the day and it just makes my life flow so much easier. So if you are somebody that feels like you don't have enough time in the day, it's honestly because you're either not going to bed early enough or you're not waking up early enough or honestly both. Like, but I had to sacrifice staying up late. Like now I'm last night, I think I went to bed at like 10 30 and I was dragging this morning. So tonight I'm trying to get to bed at like 9 30. And I, most people was like, damn, that's my early. Listen, I'm trying to get up early. Like, you know what I'm saying? All them multi-millionaires and hustlers, they, they be up early. That don't mean you got to be super moving and shaking, but they make time to get right to know what need to get done for the day. And that's probably my biggest takeaway at, of waking up that early. And you, I am my optimal best self, and I highly, highly recommend. So normally, we would be at the Fendi fact of the day. I don't got one, y'all. I didn't have the mental capacity to uh, search through forums and read through articles and I just ain't have it. And that's me keeping it a buck with y'all and that's okay. I told y'all today's energy is really just freeing up some file cabinet space. So I really just want to, I just want to kick it with y'all and I just want to talk about what's going on in my head. Like, and if you're feeling like a million gazillion things and I gotta, I gotta tell somebody some of them. So I might as well tell you, but before we do that, you know, the vibes are ready. Okay. If you want to join the conversation in real time and insert your own thoughts and opinions, because I would always love to hear them. Make sure that if you're listening to the audio version of this, that you follow me on YouTube so that you can actually see the vibes and feel the vibes and get this energy off, you know, your mobile device or wherever you be watching me at. And if you're watching the video version already, make sure that you give this video a big thumbs up. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you could officially become part of the tribe because like I said, I would love to have you. And make sure you share this with somebody else who just needs to let that shit go. Like, all right. So I kind of want to start back with the with the whole full moon rant. I promise the whole episode is not going to be about that. It's just... It's just, it's, it's affected me a lot. So it was kind of hard not to talk about it, but specifically full moons are for releasing for anybody that doesn't know, like they're for releasing anything and anyone that's no longer serving you. Like think about the stereotypes. I really want y'all to just like try to debunk what you think you know about astrology so that you could open your mind to what astrology actually is in its factual state. So think about the stereotypes that you you hear of or you think of when you think about the full moon. You think of like, oh, weird things happening or people doing crazy things. Even if you watch shows like Grey's Anatomy or like the good, the, those, those hospital shows, they be like, oh, it's, it, there's always an episode where we be like, oh, it's a full moon, you know, people acting crazy. And it's like, no, and people ain't acting crazy. No, weird things aren't happening. Things are just purging the way they're supposed to. Like, that person not acting crazy. They're not saying things out of the norm. They're saying what they've been wanting to say. And the full moon is just forcing them to let it out and let that shit go for real, for real. And it's like, 
you hear people like, oh, they randomly quit their job or they'll change their field or they'll curse somebody out. Like that's because those they've been sitting on those emotions all month or all moon cycle long. And the full moon just is so close that what happens? Remember I said the moon affects water. So all those emotions that you have built up inside you, all those tears that you're suppressing are made of what? They're made of water. So when that full moon energy come out in full effect and it's just bringing all of that to the top because it's high tide, it, you got to let it out. Like you really just got to let that shit go. But with that release comes those emotions. So it's like you can let them out, but you're going to have to sit and, you know, that said, it's, you're going to have to feel all of those feels. And that's really what the full moon makes you do if you let it. If you set the intentions to just sit still during this time, you'll naturally feel, if you're a woman listening to this, especially if your cycle is around the full moon, you'll just feel so many emotions. And the full moon gives you time to sit and like dive deep to where they're coming from. As, as opposed to just like, like you ever been just talking or just like laughing and all of a sudden you crying, like you really just don't even like, yo, and you be like, yo, I really don't know what I'm crying right now. There's, there's something in there that's just dying to come out, but you just won't let that shit go. And sometimes you just have to. And I found that sitting in that full moon energy and just letting it all bubble up whether it be sadness or happiness or regret or disappointment whatever you're feeling let yourself feel let those feelings come to the surface another thing like I want you to feel the feels but don't stay in your feelings too long like I heard somebody say Beyonce says she only gives herself 24 hours to like feel her feels and then shake back I'm going to say we all can't be Beyonce. So I gave 24 to 48 hours. And this past week, I definitely gave myself a good 48 hours to just feel. Like when I say y'all, like all of the emotions that you could possibly think of, I have felt this week. And I just, instead of fighting them, I just let them all come. If I needed to cry, I did that. If I needed to sit in silence, I did that. If I needed to scream, I did that. I just let myself feel the feels because I knew like I ain't finna stay in this place too long like I don't like it here like mm -mm -mm. like I'm gonna let it you know I'm gonna let the feelings erupt and then I'm gonna make that new space I'm gonna get get the pot back to a simmer and not a rough boil you get what I'm saying like I'm gonna get myself back right I just needed to get I just needed to let some emotional space back in and that's why when I figured out that the full moon was coming, I was like, ah, that's why I just couldn't get a grip on none of my emotions. Like, it just, it they needed space to breathe. They needed space to heal and to honestly to grow. And I feel like as long as you take a day or two for yourself to feel that and then get out of it and shake back. Like, if shaking back is an option... You need to do that. You need to do whatever you need to do to shake back because if shaking back is an option, that means a changed outcome is too. Like a, a new outcome is too. If you have the option to just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and just give it all you got for one more day, if you have that option to just make it to tomorrow, 
that means that tomorrow could be the day that everything changes for you. And that's kind of the mindset that I've been in. Like if I could just put everything that I've felt that I've dealt with everything aside and just lock in for one more day, could I do that? And then every day, my goal is to just lock it in for one more day and stop looking at the distance that I have to go in front of me in or in multiple areas of my life, not just work rise, not just work wise, not just relationship wise. Stop focusing on the finish line and just focus on putting one foot in front of the other. Eventually you get to the finish line. You get what I'm saying? And that's kind of the space I've been in the last couple of days. And it just made me really sit back and really appreciate that if you have the time to change your circumstance, do it because that's a real luxury. And that brings me to like the next thing that I want to talk about. And it kind of has something to do with the thread going around on Twitter. And I had... I see. So the, the post was a video of Tracy Ellis Ross and she was saying pretty much like, in a nutshell, she in her soft girl era. She is in her self-care bag. She don't say yes to nothing she don't want to. She don't go nowhere she don't want to. Like, she has firm boundaries. If she feel like she gonna sit in a tub for two hours, like she gonna do that. If she if feeling fasting and just eating soup to make sure she don't feel heavy. Like whatever is going to make her feel good, that's what she's going to do, right? And there was absolutely nothing wrong with that post. Agreed with everything, 100%. But somebody retweeted that post and was like, I wish people would realize like all rich people talk like this. Let's have a real conversation about how money affords you the option to slow down, which I 100% agreed with. And I said something under the tweet along the lines of money doesn't buy you happiness. Money buys you back your time to do the things that make you happy. Let me say it again. Money doesn't buy you happiness. Money buys you back your time. Money allows you to leverage your time back to do the things that make you happy. So when you're making Tracy Ellis Ross money, you probably don't have to. I'm not saying that none of these celebrities or anybody don't, but you probably don't have to cook every night. You probably don't have to clean every night. If she had children's or if you were that wealthy and had children, you probably could afford a nanny. So you wouldn't have to do the tedious things like give your child a bath or put your child down for a nap or take your child to the park because we know this is how these people live and that is there that is amazing. But the thing that they have, this money, this energy, that's not the luxury. The luxury is that they now have the time to do more things to make money or to make them happy. That's why you see them go out and they be buying all these cars to drive around because that's fun to them because that's a hobby. You get what I'm saying? Money's not the luxury. The time that you get back with it is what is the luxury. So if anything you could do could better your tomorrow, do it. Because not another helicopter, y'all. Anyway, if there's anything that you could do to shake back, do it. Because time is the real luxury and we never know how much of that we got. It's the one thing in this world that is not promised or guaranteed. So use your time wisely. Another thing that has been on my mind. Uh, 
Okay. I'm not sure if any of you guys know who Raven Elise is. If you don't, she's a fellow YouTuber, content creator. She's like an OG YouTuber. Like, I'm talking got a million subscribers. She's been doing this, I think, since she was in high school. And she's like 28 now. She's a single mom. And, you know, she has built a multi-million dollar platform. Like, she is officially a millionaire based solely off of, like, her content creation and et cetera, et cetera. Self-made black woman. Love it. Love it. If you don't know who she is, highly recommend you look into her, look into her story, and just follow her all around wholesome, fellow Virgo. You know, like mom, she be she be bringing the content, the real grown-up adult content, and we love that. She also has a podcast. It's called On Another Note with Raven Elise, and she recently had an episode where she was just kind of talking about her struggles, you know, in her personal journey. But what I really got out of that episode was she said she admitted that storytelling was her passion like content creation was fun for her but it was the telling the story that is really what got her going that was really where her joy lied and I never heard someone else put it in perspective like that and it made me realize that ah that's that's what I'm chasing that's that is why nothing feels a hundred percent right for me. And it's because I'm not, I'm chasing everything but that. And that being the, the, the storytelling that she was pretty much saying, like it made me listening to her, like she was very confident, but it made me realize that, holy crap, I may not be passionate about the things that I thought I was passionate about. Not that I'm not passionate about those things at all, but just my true real passion is not in the things that I thought it was. And for me, once she described storytelling, I'm she used the word storytelling, I'm going to use the word like inspiring. So I honestly feel in my heart that my like my biggest dream is to just inspire people. Like, you know how people have dreamed, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a scientist, even I want to be a YouTuber, I want to be a content creator. Like, people have a specific thing, a job, a tangible job that they want to do that is going to make them happy. And I feel like ever since I was a child, there have been things, tangible jobs, like I wanted to be a lawyer, like I'm in real estate now and I love that. But there was all, there's always been something that like is missing and not missing as in it, it wasn't a part of those things, but missing as in I wasn't nurturing the reason I wanted to do those things, if that makes sense. So it made me really sit back and come to the realization that my dream job is to inspire people. That's it. That's it. Like, I don't want to like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't want to get up and work every day, but like, I want my work to be doing stuff that inspires other people to do whatever they want. I want to watch people get motivated about their lives because of something I if y'all can hear my fridge in the background, ignore that too. Like, I just can't win for losing today. But 
I just want to inspire people. I just want to motivate people to just follow their dreams as I do the same, whatever, because I feel like dreams change as you grow, as you evolve your dreams, your desires, your goals change. So I just want to constantly be chasing mine and achieving mine and just pushing people to do the same. That's it. Like if you was to ask me, I swear to God, feel like that is what I was put here to do. I was put here to motivate people. I was put here to help people. I was here to be a resource for people to really dig deep within themselves and pull themselves out their bootstraps and just shake back. Like, I feel like I was put here to help other people shake back. For real, for real. Like, that's not even me being funny. Like, for real. When I heard her say it, like... She said it, storytelling is like, you know, through her vlog, she likes to take you on a journey. I too like to do that with my videos. Like I, I love vlogging. I love making content. I love that I could tell a story with it. Usually my story is something that's like inspiring or something's like, it's a lesson that I learned. So, you know, here's this gem. If it's useful for you, take it. If it's not, you know, just disregard it. But like, I'm trying to, the things and lessons that I learned Throughout life, I'm trying to then reach behind and give them to someone else. That is what I'm passionate about. That is what I want to do. But that's not a job. And that don't pay the bills. And that's the problem that I'm having. Like, you see what I'm saying? So now that I know where my passion lies, which I literally, this all of these things that I'm talking to y'all about have all like come within my mind in the last like, five days. So I'm now sitting in that and figuring out how can I maneuver myself and my businesses to reflect that passion and that desire to inspire and to help people. And it just made me realize it's okay to not have a conventional dream job because think about it, a motivational speaker, that's a that's a job, like that's a tangible job, right? But they job, what they get paid money to do is to just get on a stage and tell you, you can do it too. If I did it, you could do it. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be that. Like, I don't know. Maybe it sounds like they're the same, but in my head, there's not, they're not. And I feel like if you, if y'all know me and y'all feel me, y'all feel me. Like, I'm not trying to get paid to just be on a stage giving TED Talks. Like, I would love to give a TED Talk one day, manifesting that. But, like, you know, I, I don't want to be, like, necessarily on a, a motivational speech tour. Nah, I ain't even trying to do that. Like, <laughs> But you see what I'm saying? But their job is just to motivate you. And they have found a way to monetize that. So they have turned something that they were passionate about into a steady or aggressive or passive stream of income. However, they may, I don't know how much motivational speakers get paid. If you know, please let me know. Okay. Cause I, I don't know nothing about it, but it, th those are not what you would consider a conventional job. If you tell somebody, Oh, I want to be a motivational speaker. Like people will be like, okay, what you going to talk about? Like, you know what I'm like? I feel like nobody knows that they want to be a, at least I don't know. I don't think anybody knows they want to be a motivational speaker like when they're a kid. They usually, life them been life and they done overcame some stuff and they're like, yo, I got a lot of motivation to give because boy, I done been through something. Like that's how I feel like people turn into motivational speakers. But then again, maybe I just don't know what I don't know. 
And I got that from a recent interview I watched uh, with Erica Badu on The Breakfast Club. If you have the time, I definitely highly recommend listening to or watching on their YouTube that episode. And she just touched on a lot of things, some things that I plan to touch on with y'all in another season, maybe in another way, somehow, shape, or form. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, but... That was an amazing, that was my first time really listening to her in an interview. And I feel like I was just telling Malik this last night. As a kid, I used to, I'm not going to say I thought she was crazy. It's just the things she would say, I could never comprehend. It always felt like she was speaking a different language or she was talking from a different time. And they just always felt like there was this disconnect with like the Erica Badus and the, the, the Sades or Sades however, whichever one you pronounce it. Like, I just always felt like I wanted to resonate with them so bad. Like, their music, their vibe, their energy always felt so good. But, like, I couldn't, I couldn't make it click, you know? Like, it just, it wasn't for me the way I knew it was supposed to be. So, I kind of just pushed it off. So, she's one of those artists that I acknowledge as a GOAT, but, like, never really resonated with me until this interview. And when I say, y'all, this interview was amazing, it was amazing. And the main, if you have the time, really go watch it. But the main point that she made that I really wanted to talk about was she said, like, Charlemagne told her, like, oh, you know, you should write a book. And she was like, yo, you always tell me that. But honestly, I'm just too lazy. Like, I like to do stuff that's easy. And she, she was like, before, you know, like, people run with that. Like, when I say that, like, my biggest piece of advice for anybody would be, to just find what comes easy to you and capitalize off that, like monetize that, whatever comes the easiest to you. She said, a lot of us are so busy running around trying to live other people's lives and you're trying to do that because so-and-so did it and so-and-so is successful or like, oh, I'll be good at that. I'm going to do that and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do that. But you know, you got to take your time and learn. And along the way, you may miss some things when in reality, you should have just did whatever came the easiest to you. And she was like, that's how she's been so successful. She just did what was easy and what came easiest. I was like, damn, that's a word. If I ever heard it, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, and Charlemagne was just like, you know, yeah, that's why so many people out of alignment now. And it's like, listening to that interview, I was like, this makes so much sense. It was like how I was telling y'all the last episode Malik was on, like, yo, once the, the, not the crazies, I, I hate to say that, but like the outcast individuals and like celebs and big names, like once they started making real sense to me, that's how I knew, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't open Pandora's box of this spiritual journey. Like there's no going back now. Like once you know, you can't unknow. And just hearing her speak in this stage and era of my life was just like, it was the aha moment that I needed to hear on top of having just listened to the Raven Elise podcast. It was, it just helped me understand myself that much more on a deeper level that I don't even think I was paying attention to or that I didn't even know existed until I really got down to the nitty gritty like no Tanya what do you want what do you want to do in this world what mark do you want to leave like I really this week got to do some real soul searching and just organizing my thoughts and like 
really feeling that Virgo full moon energy. Like, nah, okay. Now that I know all of this, what am I going to do about it? How I'm going to make sure that I stay focused on my goal to inspire and motivate? Like, what am I going to do to make those things happen? How can I take it out of my head and put it in black and white in this digital planner that I didn't paid for for the year. You like, you get what I'm saying? I did some real soul searching and then I did some real life reorganizing to make that soul searching a reality. Like that's the type of time I've been on all week. And when I heard Erica say that, it made me realize like, yo, that is honestly why I'm still here. The Melanated Mindset is the one platform that I haven't slacked off on, even though I've slacked off on all of my other platforms. And that's because this one gives me a release. This right now, like this one, the intentions that I put behind this podcast before I started it were so pure and so open hearted that this Anytime I, even if I don't want to record, like I really didn't want to be doing this right now, but I can't let myself fall off on the podcast because it just has a piece of my heart that is this, oh damn y'all. I think I, wow. Wow. That's a real life full circle moment for you. Wow, that's crazy. I was going to say that the podcast just comes so easy to me and it's just a place where I can motivate. And it's, wow, damn. Y'all, I cannot make this up. I promise you when I just jotted down these notes, it didn't flow like that in my head. Wow. Wow. I was also going to say that the melanated mindset, the melanated mindset is just my one little corner of the very large digital world where I could just show up as me authentically, organically, like, yeah, I made myself look a little presentable, but like, I get to just be me. I get to show up here as Taj and not Tyann. No polish, no professionalism. Just me and my tribe. And boy, sometimes I really be needing to meet y'all here because I cannot believe I just had such a full circle. That's my first real full circle moment live on air. That I'm going to have to write that down in my journal and really come back and decompress that, that, wow, wow. But anyway, back to talking about Raven's podcast. It honestly just made me realize that wanting to live, like I said, I want to inspire people. I want to motivate people. And in order to live a life where I can do that, I got to inspire myself, motivate myself. You get what I'm saying? Which means I got to pull myself up out the trenches, right? If I want to have such a powerful testimony to share, I can't not go through the test. 
You can't have a testimony without the test. Oh, I'm, oh, y'all, I'm giving it to y'all this episode, okay? Again, one more time. You cannot have a testimony to share without going through the test. You got to pass the test in order to be able to say, like, oh, all right, this is what I wish I would knew. This is what I wish I would have studied, blah, blah, blah. Like, you, you got to get to the other side. I can't want to motivate and inspire people and tell people, like, pull themselves out the trenches if I don't know what it's like to pull myself out the trenches. And these past couple days, I had to realize I'm in these trenches because if I believe that I'm put here to inspire and motivate, I got to find that willpower and those the, the power and the words that I want to speak, I have to speak them into myself to one, make sure they work before I come up here and tell y'all. But like, you know, I can't, y'all know me. I'm not, I'm not a fake phony type of individual. Like I'm not going to, I don't get up here and lie to y'all. I keep it all the way funky, especially on a podcast because like, I ain't got no reason to lie. And if I want to live such an honest and raw and authentic life and really have people understand, like, no, like, I get you. I feel you. I got to get them. I got to feel them. I got to go through what y'all going through in order for me to tell you, like, yo, it's going to be good on the other side. And it just really made me realize that on my hardest of days, I have to realize, like, i no funny shit, y'all. I it's gonna sound crazy. I really feel like I'm one of God's strongest soldiers. Like, and I, I'm not even. That's trust me. That's not. That's not a brag. That's a please send help. I'm tired. Get somebody else to do it. Like I, I got that tatted on my foot. We, me and Malik got that matching tattoo. It's probably the first tat- matching tattoo we got. Like when I still lived in New York. Like God really give the hardest battles to the strongest soldiers, and I feel like I was put here to be one of those strong soldiers to turn around and help everybody else realize, yo, you're a lot stronger than you think you are because every goddamn day I'll be realizing, yo, I'm so much stronger than I think I am. Like, God be thinking I'm made of vibranium and I'm really made of plastic. Like, but I'm a, I'm a shake back. Like, you give it up. That is where I have been in a mental, emotional, and spiritual state in, like, the last week. And it's been the most insane realization to realize like I can't complain that my life is hard because my life is hard so that I could figure out ways to make it easier so that I could tell other people don't worry hang in there it gets easier I can't tell people that if I've never lived it if I've never experienced that and one of the things Raven said on her podcast was like yo everybody loves a redemption story Hell, we all want one for ourselves. Everyone loves to hear about the person that overcame all of the struggles. That's what she meant by storytelling. And I think with content creation, I'm going on so many tangents. Oh my God, y'all. Just, just let me get, just let me get it out. But like, I think that's where my love for content creation comes in. But the storytelling and the aspiring is still always the underbelly of what I do. But as far as the making the content, the vlogging, the podcast, the reels, the TikTok, like do, making the physical content, I think that's what I love about it. Anybody that has known me since high school, I have been saying it since I was in high school. Yo, I want to write a book about my life. I want to write a book about my life. It's not until I was listening to DeVal and Kadeen's podcast that I re- that DeVal is the one who dropped the 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 
bug in my ear that apparently the steps, like people that write books about their lives and stuff like that, it, they usually start with a podcast first. The podcast is usually the first step to get people, to give people the introduction to your story. And then the book is where you dive deep into the nitty gritty of everything that went on in between these major events in your life. So to know that like anybody who has, who went to high school with me, I have literally been saying this since high school. I want to write a book about my life. My life is crazy. I don't even believe half the stuff that happens to me. If I told somebody, they wouldn't believe it. But there are so many different lessons I've learned throughout these crazy ass, like last 15 years. That's like, yo, people could really take, I got knowledge to give, you know, like, you have to experience things to gain certain wisdom. And I feel like because I've experienced certain things, I have a certain wisdom regardless of my age that I can share with other people that can help that I want to share with other people. So when it comes to like vlogging and all that, I don't care if my channel gets two views. I love vlogging because what I want, I want to be able to document my life, not even for other people, but for myself, I want when I am old and gray and on my near deathbed, hopefully a long, 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 long time from now. If I got dementia or Alzheimer's, I want my family, my friends, the people that love me to be able to plug in or shit at that point, you know, like boop, boop and like put some shit on the screen to play back my life highlights. Like think about all of the really, really memorable times in your life that you've had up to this very moment. If you had a camera following you around when that happened and you could on your deepest and darkest of days when you in the trenches and you need an extra push to get yourself up out of there, if you could just play back one of your life highlights at the push of a button, wouldn't you want to? And that's why I think everybody needs to be vlogging. You don't got to post it to the internet. Just keep them archives. Just There are so many vlogs and videos that I have of my friends and my family that's just for us. One time, it's, oh my God, the tangents is going crazy. But like another side note, I don't know if y'all ever seen like Kris Jenner invented, like had a developer, let me not say she invented, pay somebody to come up with like an app for the Kardashian family where like on they fire stick, you know, how you got Amazon, um, Amazon, Netflix, Disney, Kardashian. You click Kardashian and it's like, are you immediate family, extended family, family, friends? You click the category immediate family. Then you got Chris and Caitlyn and Rob Kardashian, the daddy. And then you got like all the kids and you click on Kim Kardashian. You click on Kim Kardashian, it is organized by year from like the earliest footage. And you know, if anybody that know Chris Jenner, she's gonna keep a camera, okay? Like she's gonna keep a camera, she's gonna record her kids, she's gonna catch the home movies. I honestly think that's why they I honestly believe that's why she got her family into reality TV, so she wouldn't be responsible for capturing the content of the family anymore. It's somebody else's job, get somebody else to do it. I'm gonna pay y'all, y'all gonna follow us around. But they get to play their life highlights back. Like, y'all, that shit go, it'll say Kim's second birthday, October 12th, 1971. Click it, and it's old school VCR like footage of the kids. I want to do that. Oh my God. To be able to like 
click on Xavion and go Xavier's first birthday, Xavier's second birthday, Xavier's third birthday, Xavier's first day at this, Xavier's first time riding a bike. Like, and to just be able to play back my life highlights, I want to hug those memories and never forget them. And the moments that I like tense up about the most are the ones where I didn't have a camera. And I'm like, yo, I have, my job is to remember these. Like, y'all, do you know how much information we take in in this day and age on a daily basis? How easy it will be to drown out your own favorite memories. And I never wanted to come to that. So that's honestly why I really have always loved vlogging and really why I'm so passionate about content creation. Cause like, yo, y'all, I did some cool shit. Y'all want to see what I did today? Like, come along with me. Like, you don't even got to be nobody. Like, just look at some dope stuff I did. Here's a lesson I learned today. Like, that's where my passion lies. In the storytelling, in the redemption, in the, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm growing through. And if you're going through or growing through this too, you're not alone. I'm right here with you. We're going to get through this together. That is what I'm passionate about. And I just have to find a way to make that the center and focus of everything that I do so that I never lose sight of that. And this week I have been a lot of things between the Erica Badu interview, the Raven Elise project, things have just been slapping it in my face. Like this what you, this my tunnel vision right here. This, this way I need to lock in at. And that's why I'm here today. And obviously I heard I needed to be here more than I thought I did. And it's like, when you think about the redemption stories, like, yo, there be real people on the other side of these redemption stories. When, when you think about the Steve Harvey's, the Tyler Perry's, the Oprah's, like those stories is, oh my God, like it tug at your heartstrings. But at the end of the day, they real people. Them people was really homeless at excuse me, at one point, like nothing about that shit was glorious and redemptious. Like that shit was the trenches, but they had to pull themselves out of it some way, somehow. And now on the other side, they could talk about that stuff and mode like, yo, I heard Steve Harvey speak at Invest Fest. I never even knew so much of his story until then. Like I did not know Steve Harvey didn't start popping off till he was in his like forties. I didn't know that he was homeless and sleeping in a car when he did his first stand-up. Like, you hear these stories and you you we just see these successful people and you have no idea the things that they've been through on the back end until they tell you. And then when they tell you, it's like, if that don't motivate you to just make it to tomorrow, to just shake back to tomorrow and one foot in front of the other because tomorrow might be the day. At 40-something and homeless, you could easily give up on your dreams. I probably would have been gave up on them shits and been working at McDonald's. Nothing, Not that there's nothing wrong with working at McDonald's. And I would have just been going about my day. I wouldn't have still been out here chasing no dreams, sleeping in no car. But he did. Because every day that you hold on is another day that you're closer to those goals, to those dreams, to whatever it is you're trying to do. So you just got to hang in there for one more day. And then tomorrow, if you're blessed enough to make it to tomorrow. You just got to hang in there for one more day because that's all we ever know about tomorrow. Nothing else beyond that matters. Tomorrow barely got there matters because we got to get there first. Another thing that I want to touch on really quick, I have no idea how long I've been up here. I feel like it's been way too long, but we'll see. Uh, 
I want to talk about my locks and really quickly, like just what they've taught me so far. So I've been locked. The end of this month will be three months since I've locked my hair and y'all locks are doing what nothing else, not even motherhood could have done for me. And that is teach me patience. And I always, I feel like that that's, that's my lesson in this lifetime is patience. And there have been so many different things that have happened in my life in the last week that I have been forced to just sit back and be patient. But these locks, oh, they is make, I can't rush it. No matter how hard I try, no matter how much I hand palm roll over them, that's just going to thin them out. Resting the process is going to affect my results. So I just have to sit and be patient. And I've been trying to learn patience for years long before I was even a mother. And I thought motherhood would do it, but it didn't do it as much as I thought it would. But these locks, I am learning to just be patient. You just got to wait. Everything has a process. Nothing happens on my time or your time. Everything happens in God's divine time. That's it. So you just got to wait and see. Don't nobody got a click remote. Can't fast forward. You can't skip it. You just got to go through it, grow through it, and wait. That's it. And know in your heart and trust that you're going to get the outcome that you're looking for and working towards. Like with my locks, I just got to be patient and just know. They're going to do what they're supposed to do. They're going to get where I want them to get. I just have to wait. And I never thought that locking my hair would do that. Like they say it, but I never thought it would be so intense. But as someone who really needed to learn patience, they're definitely teaching me patience. They are also teaching me to find the beauty in the minimal things like Y'all, I have on when I say the littlest, littlest bit of concealer. And that's just because I got a pimple for, for eating some dairy. I knew I ain't had no business eating. But other than that, like, don't get me wrong. I wish my lashes was done. Can't wait to go see my good sis, Kiana, at Lashed Out by Key to get my lashes done. But other than that, like, I threw out all my makeup. I'm really in my Alicia Keys era. And I'm just like, less is more. And it's it's hard to beat your face when your hair not done. Or when you feel like your hair not done. And with locks, when you're in this transitional, because I don't call it an ugly phase. When you're in this transitional phase and you don't feel at your physical best. It's hard to put on a full face of makeup. So I'm not going to. I'm going to make myself feel as presentable as I can. And I am going to fall in love with just the men. I got these locks because they were minimalistic. So I'm going to make the rest of my routine minimalistic. And just having locks has just forced me to fall in love with the, the minimalist things. I want things at its core. At, I don't want all the extra nothing. I just want to put on my bracelets. I want some earrings and a turban a little vitamin E oil on the lips and I just want to go because I am beautiful the way I am. Face card was never declining. Okay. Ever. Also, the last thing that my locks have kind of forced me to do is to fall in love with myself in my rawest form. 
So when I first wake up in the morning, I don't got no even little dropper concealer, no vitamin E oil, still probably got maca in my eye. When I take off that bonnet and shake these locks and they look crazy, like I have to find the beauty in damn girl, you still look good. I mean, it helps that my husband be bigging me up real, but like they have just forced me to fall in love with me physically at my bare minimum no nails no lashes no bust down no braid no nothing just me the way that I was made and I love that for me is it hard yes but once you now I I'm 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 I don't know y'all I'm about to cross that I'm about to cross the Brandon Sands you know I feel like the beginning stages of women with locks be like, you know, you'd be a little insecure because you'd be like, mm, I don't really know. Like, I look a little crazy. But then at some point, the lock girlies cross the burning sands and they just be confident as hell. Like, y'all know what I'm talking about. Women, You either got the women with locks that's a little insecure because they just started, or you got the women with locks that just, it give crown, it give chest hell high i am who i am i am this god y'all know what i'm talking about when y'all see them women with them locks i'm about to cross my burning sands because the confidence is getting a little crazy okay uh it's giving grand rising energy for real for real like nah i'm playing but i'm really not y'all know what i'm talking about i'm about to enter that era and i love that for me that means i have finally just loved myself the way I look the way I feel and I just find beauty in just me without nothing added no preservatives added okay and I love that for me and I said all of that to say for probably about an hour which I had no intentions of sitting here for an hour but I said all that to say that life has had me yoked the up Okay, but I am finding the peace in the test and with the test so that I can appreciate the testimony on the other side that much more. And I know I have talked to y'all head off for way longer than I wanted to, but we are finally in our familiar place and at our word of the week. And this week's word is very on brand, on whatever. This week's word of the week is release. Because if you don't willingly release whatever or whoever is weighing you down mentally or spiritually or emotionally, you're going to be forced to do it anyway involuntarily. Like you ever had a time, like I was saying, where like you think you're fine and you're laughing and the next minute you're crying. Like if you don't allow your emotions and your feels the space to come up on their own they gonna sneak up on you remember those who don't listen must feel all right and you just never know who or when those emotions will explode or even on who and that's not fair to you or those around you so the first step i feel like in really maintaining and mastering self-care is to have control as much control as you possibly can over your emotions and your feels so not running from them but sitting in them understanding where they come from and navigating or in my case filing them accordingly 
And with that being said, I honestly just want to really just thank y'all for letting me voluntarily release today and for caring enough to even listen and make it this far in this tangent of an episode because God knows a lot of this has been on my heart and on my chest. I just had to let it explode and bubble over to really sit, to force myself and sit and reevaluate what I'm feeling and why I'm feeling. And I just finally had to let let that shit go. And now I'm telling you, it's your turn. You outro. And on that note, if you made it this far, thank you for kicking it with me and chopping it up with me. I appreciate each and every one of y'all. The love and the support, it never goes unnoticed or unappreciated. And if you want to join the conversation in real time, make sure that you're following me across all social media platforms at Tyann Watson. But more specifically, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Tyann.Watson because that's where I'll post all of the polls, all of the questions, and conversation starters. That's also where you guys can expect to see sneak peeks and previews into the episodes to come. We on a new season and we on a new level. This gonna be one hell of a ride. I hope y'all are ready. Until then, I'll see you, yeah you, same time, same place next week for another Melanated Monday. And remember, the goal is to be good and do good. Until next time, peace y'all.